Good choice. Amen. God bless you. You're here with Madeline and Tiffany. God bless you, Tiffany. God bless you, Madeline. God bless you, Brunilda. God bless Carmen. It's good to see everyone. Carmen Gonzalez, Dios le bendiga a todos. Amen. Uh, what, what, is it, what is it that she says? Hey. hey! It's good to see you, Carmen. Praise God. So get on chat and let's, let's start praising God together. But let's make sure we communicate with each other. Let's pray for each other. We're, we're uh, able to minister to people, not just uh, good morning, Charlene, good morning, Kevin, good morning, Celeste, 
Good morning, Awilka. Good morning, Gail. Scroll it upward. Let me see. Uh, good morning, Perez family. We'll go up a little more. Also, Clarissa and Joseph, God bless you. Good morning, good morning as we get ready to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We're together in the in our, what I call our chat room, right? It's, it's the virtual sanctuary. Hallelujah. But let's take a moment. Let's pray for a dear co-laborer. We have a, a pastor in Chicago, uh, Pastor Melvin, who right now is suffering, is in uh, the hospital. So, Father, we pray for Pastor Melvin this moment in Chicago. We pray, Lord, for your healing anointing. We plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over him. Father, we pray divine health be restored to him completely in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I pray that you move mightily upon his immune system. Uh, Father, and may every single virus, every bacteria, anything that's been afflicting his body uh, be pushed out of his body, never to return again. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we say to, to Pastor, be thou made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you the glory. Thank you. Let's get ready to worship. Good morning, CPF family and those that are watching online, we bless you. We are so grateful to be here to honor the Lord, to worship his holy name. So in the place you are is your sanctuary, is where you take the moment to let everything go and enter in into his presence. And this is the word of the Lord for you today, to be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth hallelujah that means you can relax he's got it all under control in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah we praise the lord thank you jesus Oh, 
joy, you find peace, you find hope, you find strength in his presence. Hallelujah.
Lord. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful time of worship. This is all about Him. We are an audience of, of one, and we're a choir of millions. And we add our voices today in worldwide worship to Almighty God. Today we're a grateful people. I thank God for the privilege to know Him, for the privilege to be His son. I thank God for the privilege to be family with you and with each other. God is wonderful. He is precious. I want to say good morning, Judith. God bless you. Angel Gonzalez, God bless you, man of God. Sister Francis, God bless you. Dori, God bless you, Dori and David. Vera, God bless you also. It's good to see each and every one of you, even though it's through my mind. I could see your, your faces. Elaine Ortiz, a victorious church. Amen. We are a victorious church, Elaine. Absolutely. Because we're standing in the gap. We're praying. And I thank God that we're in fellowship with you. Thank God for your partnership and your prayers. So I, I greet the brethren. I greet uh, Sister Carmen. God bless you all. It's wonderful to be in fellowship together. And today as we gather to worship him, we gather with our hearts and minds. And we also take out a portion to sow it into his kingdom. It's amazing to me that God would consider us. Even David prayed that prayer. He said this, who am I, Lord, that you would think about me? Who am I? Yet, he loves us. Who are we? He created us. God bless Becky. God bless Celeste. God bless Ghislaine. Amber. Leon, God bless you. Sean. Amen. Awilda, God bless. Tiffany, Celeste. Minister Migdalia, God bless you. Little Bello, amen. Praise God. Bello family, God bless you. And Martha, God bless you. Amen. It's good to have everybody on chat. This way I know that I'm praising God together with my family. Hallelujah. It's amazing to consider that God would say, I love you with an eternal love. And then the other thing is that he partners with us in this earth realm. He placed us here. This is our environment. This is where he blessed us. Yet, we live in two environments at the same time. We live in this earth realm, but we belong to the kingdom of God. And that blows me away because we're from, as it were, like two kingdoms. We can access this earth realm, but yet we belong to the family of God. And when God's about ready to move in this land, he looks for a man or woman to stand in the gap. And there are many right now standing in the gap. And so that's why it's so vital that we consider our actions in this earth realm. Our actions are seeds. Our prayers are seeds. Our prayers are mighty weapons of warfare. The scripture says that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And I know right now in this nation we're experiencing a lot of tumult a lot of pulling back and forth a lot of anger we see a lot of happening in our streets causes sadness but people of god remember always remember this god called you he created you he formed you to be in the earth realm at this time such a time as this you're alive because you're on assignment we're not just existing we're on assignment we're his ambassadors so wherever we are, where we see injustice, we pray and we declare God's will over that situation. Wherever we are that we see confusion, we bring clarity to that situation. So understand the importance 
of your ministry right now. Hallelujah. Sephra, God bless you. LMR, God bless you. Survivor, God bless you. Praise God. Amen, Sister Celeste. So it's, it's very vital that we understand that everything we do in this earth realm has meaning. And it also has impact. Because what we sow is what we reap. Jesus said it this way. That if we would sow, we would get a return. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. So as we pray, God raises others to pray for us. As we help others, God raises others to help us. It's the law of sowing and reaping. And today we're going to take a moment out to sow a tithe in the offering. Because the tithe itself is a great weapon of warfare. The offering is a great weapon of warfare. When we tithe, it opens up the windows of heaven. When we tithe, God himself says, I'll rebuke the, the devourer for your sake. When we tithe, God says that I'll cause you to be a delightful land. People will look at us and they would want what we have because of that grace and that favor that's upon us. I didn't say that. God says that. But I stand on it. I believe in it. I agree with it. That's how come my wife and I, even every week, we pray. We thank God for his presence. We release our tithe, our offering. We stand with God. We walk his word. We declare his word. I know how we feel sometimes, but what comes out of our mouth is the word of God. Amen. God bless you, Betty. And Kaylee, God bless you, Kaylee. Are you there, Kaylee? God bless you. Send you a big, big hug. Praise God. Yes, Survivor, we are praying. We're standing in the gap together. So this moment, um, we're going to go into a break. Take that time out to sow your tithe and offering over at the website, calvaryny.org. Calvaryny.org. On the top right, you'll notice a place where it says give. Click on there. It'll take you to the page where you can donate. And there are various ways. Julio will also share some of that information on the screen. Calvaryny.org forward slash give. Amen. So let's get into that break right now as we release the tithe and the offering in his presence. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Before COVID-19, I had presented this song, New Wine, and God was giving us an altar call to come and search out our hearts this day. And here we are after COVID or still, you know, um, having some effects of it. But God is still calling us to be a living sacrifice to render our hearts and not only our garments, not only our lip service. And it's in that place of surrender that God is able to infill us once again with his new wine. So I pray at this moment that even in your homes that you take this moment and you begin when you're singing this song, let it be also like a prayer before the Lord of consecration in Jesus' name. In the pressing 
it out. So make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. God, I can't with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring the life out of me. Jesus, bring the
family brother Eli here um, just want to share a brief testimony with you um, about my uh, experience um, working at the uh, dialysis clinic and um, what we've gone through so far um, it's been tough for everybody at my clinic you know because um, we didn't know what to expect you know at all um, we didn't know how this was going to hit and, and the toll is taken on everyone and, you know, our patients too. Um, but thankfully through, um, the CDC guidelines and the health department, um, they have helped us every single day and, and get through every single day, um, and what to expect and what to do. Um, so we're, we're very grateful for that, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, 
we all went through um, certain things because of what we saw while there and, you know, um, and dealing with it. Um, it came to a point in April where I was coming to work and I noticed there was a white truck parked directly across the nursing home because we we're affiliated with the nursing home. And as a lot of you may know that nursing homes took a big hit. They did with, you know, with the patients and, and even staff members. A lot of people took hits. Um, so day by day, you know, day in, day out, that took a toll on us. Um, but, you know, for me personally, um, I was able to, to, to be blessed by uh, one of my social workers that has seen me one day uh, kind of down and out, you know, not feeling it. Um, I wasn't even there maybe half an hour and I was like, you know, and the one verse that, you know, she threw at me, um, um, being Christian too, which I'm, you know, it's a blessing to have somebody at work that's Christian and, and knows the word. And she threw out verse, um, I mean, uh, Psalms 91 at me. She said, read that. It's going to help you. And the one verse that stood out for me was um, Psalms 91, verse 4, where it says, um, you shall cover, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And that's one of the verses that stood out for me, that helped me that day get through, and after that, you know, coming to work and so on. Um, Another thing that has helped me get through this whole thing is men's group on Saturdays, pastor Zoom meetings on Tuesday, and cell group, which has helped me tremendously. Um, and about a month ago, I had lost my sense of smell and taste. And I said, whoa, you know, that was like a small wake-up call for me. And when the CDC added that to the guideline, I said, okay, well, it's time to get tested now. So I last week, I think Thursday last week, I went and got tested. I had, I had gotten both um, tests done. I did the uh, nasal swab and I did the antibody test. Only one shot. Um, they said three to five days. I got the results on Monday. Negative. Thank you, God. I still calm through the whole thing. Through the whole thing. Um, why? Because I was seeking him. Good and bad. And that verse helped me out. Um... These Zoom meetings have helped me out. And um, not only is Minister Thelma and Minister Julio family, but they are spiritual guidance. And I would seek them too. I would speak a lot with them. And it's good to stay connected. Stay connected with this too. Because for me personally, this was getting me through, through everything. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to him especially. Because no matter what, we're all going to go through changes. Seasons are going to change. Time is going to change. Days are going to change no matter what. But the Bible stays the same. It's not going to change. So for me personally, I read. The, I started reading the Bible even more. I'm pretty sure other people started reading the Bible even more. And people, you know, who, thank God, came to, to Christ because of things like this. Because they had no idea what to do. And all it takes is just one person to bring somebody to Christ. And... It helps, but for me personally, thank you, Jesus. I'm blessed. So 
you know, I encourage you to, to just stay blessed. You're going to be okay. We're all going to get through this. You know, we will. I promise you that. Um, and stay encouraged. Um, and thank you, God, for this. Because without this, I'll be lost. So I just want you, you know, to encourage you, um, you know, and, and be well. Um, may he encamp his angels around you at home, wherever you go, in your family. So with that, I ended and I say, God bless you. And may you all have a wonderful day. Have a good day. precious words it means a lot uh, to me because uh, this is where we really live and he's one of the people that are uh, like we would call essential uh, helping people uh, people that are ill people that are going through their changes he's one of the people on the front lines so god bless you eli um, and all those that are watching right now um, kevin god bless you uh, gail um, and uh, let me see some other melody god bless you melody Good to see you. Isabel, Dios te bendiga. Isabel Bello, praise God. And then Francis Lopez, she says, praise God, glory to God. Thank you, Brother Eli, for your testimony. God's word is alive. Amen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Praise God. So we thank you for that. Nancy, God bless you. Hallelujah. It's good to see everybody. Vera says, uh, also Psalms 91, 5 through 7, do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness. These evils will not touch you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I've been sharing the last couple of weeks the seven strategies to thrive during uncertain times. And it's important that we do so because we have to remain grounded and rooted on God's word, his promises, his character, his nature. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken, people. Everything that's being shaken or rather that can be shaken, is being shaken. We even have to uh, learn new terminology because people say one thing, but it means another thing. And then if you address it specifically the way they're saying it, they get upset. No, what we really mean is this. See, even language is changing at such a speed that I've never seen it in my life. So we have to remain grounded in the word of God. The first strategy I shared was, who are you listening to? And this is vital because there's a lot of voices out there. We're hearing a lot of people, a lot of opinions. And that's this, his truth, her truth. But the bottom line is, is that there are many opinions out there. And there are things that are changing. And, and then, of course, there are forces in this nation that want to take the nation down. We've got to be careful and, and, dis, and be able to decipher what are the pure voices that are, that are wanting to bring, obviously, uh, justice in this land, uh, pure voices that, that mean well, that have a, a, a pure agenda for our nation and, and, and for our children and grandchildren, right? And for everybody, you know, justice for everybody in this nation. But then there are others that have attached themselves using this to bring destruction. And so we have to pray against that, that God would let us see who the, what's the real message 
And what are those messages that are coming trying to destroy our nation and pray and intercede? So who are we listening to? We have to be very careful about that. And, and the other thing about who you're listening to, don't allow the pain you feel to overwhelm you to such a point that you move away from your rooting and your grounding. And then you get caught up in somebody else's pain. And what I mean by that is that, yes, we're all in pain. This nation's in pain by what we've been seeing. We've seen it in videos. Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and I think the majority of the United States is in agreement. Changes have to be made. But I'm not going to get lost in that and then get perpetually angry and perpetually offended and walk an offended life. I'm called to walk in love. So we have to be careful who we're listening to. The second, we have to put on our armor. And part of the armor is cover your head. What's in your head? Your thoughts. What's in your head? Your eyes. What's in your head? Your ears. What's in your head? Your voice, the things you say. So I've got to be careful because I have to speak life. I can't be speaking death. I have to speak life. Even if I get angry, the Bible says I can get angry and sin not. So there's a way I can present my pain. The Bible tells us if we're offended, go to our brother. It doesn't say shut up. It says talk. So we're supposed to share. But even there, there's a righteous way to do it. Then the third, a living and relevant faith. Our faith has to be watered every day. And there are people right now, I'm talking Christians now, there are Christians right now that their faith has been so beat up that they're in a dangerous place. Be careful, don't allow the enemy to take your faith away, because that's where the battle is. The battle is for your faith, your faith in Christ. The fourth one, walking in love and forgiveness. Listen, the bottom line is our goal is to forgive. My goal is not to hold something over somebody for the rest of their lives. My goal is to get a resolution and then to move on. Where all of us can walk in God's peace, in God's grace, in God's love, and in mutual forgiveness. And today I'll expound on the fifth strategy that will help us to thrive during uncertain times. And that is, who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? See, we belong to Almighty God. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not of the world systems. We have to be very careful and not to get swallowed up by the skirmishes that are happening. When we address things, we have to address it from a heavenly view. And we're seating in heavenly places with Christ. So even our prayers have to be uh, laser focused to deal with the problems and issues, but don't get swallowed up by them because we're not from the world system. We're not from the world. 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. There's a story that author Keith Miller shares of a 40-year-old woman who was part of a sharing group that he was leading. And here's a story. Quote, when I was a tiny little girl, my parents died, and I was put in an orphanage. I was not pretty at all, and no one seemed to want me. But I longed to be adopted and loved by a family as far back as I can remember. I thought about it day and night, but everything I did seemed to go wrong. I must have tried too hard to please the people who came over to look at me, and what I did was to drive them away instead. But then one day, the head of the orphanage told me that a family was coming to take me home with them. I was so excited that I jumped up and down and I cried like a little baby. 
The matron reminded me that I was on trial, and this might not be a permanent arrangement, but I knew that somehow it would just work out. So I went with this family, and I started school in that region. Uh, I was the happiest little girl that you can imagine, and life began to open up for me just a little. But then one day, a few months later, I skipped home from school, and I ran to the front door of the big old house where we lived in. No one was home, but in the middle of the front hall was my battered suitcase and my little coat thrown across it. As I stood there, it suddenly dawned on me what it meant. I didn't belong there anymore. So Miller reports that when this woman stopped speaking, there was hardly a dry eye in the group. But then she cleared her throat and she said, a matter of factly, this happened to me seven times before I was 13 years old. And then she said, but wait, don't feel too badly. It was experiences like these that ultimately brought me to God. And there I found what I always longed for, a place, a sense of belonging, my forever family. You see, we belong to Christ. We are new creations. We belong to the family of God. And our worth and affirmation does not come from the world, from the world systems, from other people. It comes from our identification with Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I know that everything in my life is new. I belong to him. He is my heavenly father. I'm his son. In 1 Peter 1, verse 23, in the Amplified Version, it says this, interestingly enough. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. Not from a seed which is perishable, but from that which is an imperishable and immortal. That is, through the living and everlasting word of God. So it clearly says there that we're reborn. My identification is with Almighty God. He is my Heavenly Father. So that means I'm a kingdom priest. That means I'm a child of God. That means I'm a prince because I'm a son of a king. You're a son and daughter of a king. So you need to understand, be identified with that because the world will tell you a lot of things. The world will try to take you away from your family. The world will try to confuse you and try to take away your self-worth. The world will try to bring you to a place of fear. But in this family, God has not given us the DNA of fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us a, a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So my mind, as we're going through and navigating through all of these tensions, my mind will remain stayed in God, stayed in peace, stayed in hope, stayed in faith. I won't allow it to take my peace away from me. I'll deal with the issues I have to deal with, but I will not be consumed by it. Even if we get put in the fire, we shall not get burned, nor shall it's, uh, the smoke smell around us. Hallelujah. Imperishable, it says, that that identification I have with Almighty God, my new adoption, I belong to the family. My forever family is imperishable. Imperishable. Our true home and citizenship is the kingdom of God. So no matter what happens around us, we always need to remain cognizant that we are children of God. 
in 1 Peter 2.11, in the CJB version of the Bible, says this. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and temporary residents not to give in to your desires of the old nature which keeps warring against you. See, we'll always have those wars in our flesh. We'll always have those battles where, you know, anger comes up, lust comes up, you know, bitterness comes up, racism, all these other things want to crop up. But the apostle said, I urge you as aliens and temporary residents, you're not from there. Your DNA is different. You're an ambassador sent to another country, as it were. We, we talk about uh, uh, the people that are undocumented, uh, aliens, illegal aliens, some people say, but undocumented, right? We ourselves are aliens in this world. God has placed us here temporary, temporary, so that we can be on assignment and be salt and light so that others can also come to the family of God. But it says, just make sure to not give in. See, so we have the power to not give in. Just because you think a thought don't mean you have to work it out. See, in the book of James chapter 1, the thought isn't the sin. It's acting upon the thought that makes it a sin. So it says, don't give in to those desires of your old nature. Paul even addressed that. He says, there are times I want to do good, but I end up doing the things I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man that I am. I feel this pain because I say that a lot. I say, oh, wretched man that I am. But then I thank God. I say, thank you, Father, that I'm saved by grace, Hallelujah. not by my works. Hallelujah. But we're family. We are true family. Jesus considers us his true family. In Mark chapter 3, verses 31 through 34, in the Passion Translation, Tony, I got, I, I, I'm all over the place today. <laughs> Usually it's King James, New King James, but today... Four versions, that's right. And Tony is counting, so. <laughs> Praise God. Amen, Isabel. Thank, she says, thank you, Pastor. You're preaching directly to me, Pastor. Our faith is being tested. I will not give in. Amen, Sister Isabel. Praise God. That is true. But listen to this. In the Passion Translation, no less. Then Jesus' mother and his brothers came and stood outside and sent a message to him, asking that he, he come out and speak with them. And verse 32, when the crowd sitting around Jesus heard this, they spoke up and they said, Jesus, your mother and your brothers, they're looking outside for you. And Jesus answered this, verse 33, who is my true mother and my true brothers? And verse 34 says, then looking, at the, uh, looking in the eyes of those that were sitting in a circle around him, he said, here are my true family members. For whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Amen. So we are his true family. And Jesus even told us, when you pray, pray to our Father. He didn't say pray to my Father. He didn't say pray to Almighty God. El Shaddai, Elohim. He said pray to our Father. Your Father and my Father. That means we're family. Question. If Jesus' Father is my Father, what type of connection do I have to Jesus then? Exactly. We're brothers. He is our elder brother. Glory to God. So we are family. Consider this. In the Old Testament, look at Joseph, David, Nehemiah. They never got swallowed up by the culture that they lived in and served in. That was not their culture. They were Jewish people. In Babylon, they were Jewish people in a different place, in a place that to them was alien, foreign. 
They had to be retrained. They were renamed. David was, was uh, I'm sorry, not David, uh, uh, Daniel was renamed Belshazzar. So he had to adopt a new culture. But in that new culture, even though he was the, the foreigner, in Spanish we call it el peregrino, just passing through, right? Even though he was that foreigner, God prospered him in that place. So we are a remnant. We, we, we understand that. In the United States right now, we have become the remnant. At one point, the United States was considered uh, uh, mostly a Christian nation or majority Christian nation, but no more. We have brought in many gods, many religions. And again, that's part of our freedom that we have in this nation to be able to worship as we please. But the problem is when you bring in all these gods, you bring in all those spirits, all those mindsets. So we have become idolatrous in this nation. And then we have embraced the flesh. The Bible says in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. They would, they would be prideful, arrogant, egotistical. They would not uh, honor parents. We're seeing that in this day. But again, I remind you, that is not your culture. You are, as it were, a foreigner in a land that has been sent by Almighty God. The word sent one is, as it were, a Navy, a, a, a Navy leader sending his troops to a foreign land. We are sent ones as ambassadors. These men, they served in these lands, but they were minorities in a foreign land. God used them mightily, even though they never really changed the overall culture, but God blessed them in that culture. And God ministered to them and through them in that culture. In John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, Jesus said. And you are the branches. He who abides in me, connected to him, he who abides, that word abide means lives in. He who abides in me and I in him, he who abides in me, we live in him and he lives in us. That's very different from just, oh yeah, yeah, I go to church. But is Jesus living in you? And are you living in Christ? He says, he who abides in me and I in him, bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing Hallelujah. so i don't respect so much just what you say per se about what you are your christianity i want to see your fruit because there are people that say they're christian and yet they're, they're, they're vicious there are people that say they're christians and i don't see a christian bone in their actions they say it but their lives don't reflect it and Jesus said, we would bear fruit. If Christ is living on you, then the fruit, and a fruit, you got love, joy, peace, long-suffering, peace, uh, a gentleness, tenderness, meekness, mercy, self-control. Is Jesus living on you and, and you're beating up on your wife all the time? Is Jesus living on you and you're stealing? Is Jesus living on you and you're racist? Uh, I'm not getting too many amens anymore. I need some amens from you people. I, I, give me some amens. Where's your fruit? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, yeah, well, you know what I mean? We have a saying in Spanish. La verdad no peca, pero pica. English translated. The word doesn't sin, but it'll, what's, what's pica? It'll sting you. It won't sin, but it'll sting you. It doesn't sound the same. In this. I like it in Spanish, but that's basically what I just said. The word will sting you sometimes. 
We love saying amen to things we like. But the minute we say something that we don't say ouch, we say, ah, I don't like you anymore. You're meddling. So when you know whose you belong to, you're secure. Why are so many insecure? It's because our faith is being tested. But when God loves you, the son and daughter that he loves, he prunes. So God is allowing us right now to be pruned during this, during this process so our faith could become more pure. So all the junk and the fluff that you've been dealing with that's been a part of you, all of that is leaving. And what's remaining is your pure faith. Paul said that it's not I that lives, but Christ who lives on the inside. We are kingdom citizens. So we'll not be moved during crises. Crises will not move us. It will not take us away from our firm footing of our faith. It, the difficulties in life will not take away or take us away from our difficulties. And the storms of life will not take our peace away. What did Jesus do in the midst of a storm while he was in that boat? Well, he slept. He basically slept. <laughs> Hallelujah. All the men, oh, Jesus, don't you see that we're perishing? See, that was their perception. They allowed a circumstance to overwhelm their faith. They had all along in the boat the one that had promised them that they would get to the other side. Jesus told them, let's go to the other side. That was his word. So it went out so it would fulfill the very thing that he sent it to do. So it doesn't make a difference that in the middle of it, there's a storm. The truth of the matter is they were going to get to the other side. Why? Because Jesus said it. But meanwhile, there's a storm. They're going, Jesus, don't you care that I perish? And right now, there are people that are saying that to God. Don't you care that I perish? Let's be very straight about something. Whether a person dies now or dies 50 years from now, they're still going to die. So settle that in your mind. You're going to die one day. But here's the key. For the Christian that dies in the flesh here, absent from the body, is present with the Lord. So even there, we have to be in peace. We're only here for a certain amount of time in this specific body. When we pass on, God gives us our new permanent body. So this is very important that we walk in peace. Don't let life's difficulties take the peace of God away from you. Amen, Pierre Correa. That's right. Amen together with you. Brunilda, Brunilda says amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tiffany also says amen. Praise God, Tiffany. See, there are many trends and crazy ideas that are being proliferated today. It's a, it blows me away. But it shouldn't because the media loves to focus on the big problems, the ones that cause the most gossip, the most anger, the most offense. This is how they operate. People need to understand the media is not a pure, a genuine, just information sharing thing. They are biased. They are owned privately. So there are agendas behind the media. So you need to temper what you hear with your own filter. And our filter is the word of God. There are times you'll hear things on the media that are all shaking my head. Isn't that uh, interesting? I'm so used to now texting that I actually said that. Shaking my head. <laughs> I should have just said SMH. <laughs> See, there are things that our culture, it affects you, it impacts you, even the way you speak. SMH. <laughs> but there are many trends and crazy ideas that we are hearing being proliferated all throughout the social media. That's another thing. Be careful what you hear in social media. 
Because everything in social media is the truth. You know that, right? Every single thing that we hear or read or see on social media is the absolute truth, right? Yeah, right. No, we have to guard our ear gates. Vera said, pruning removes unwanted growth and improves, directs new healthy growth. And that's what God is doing. He's removing some of the junk. Edwin Baez says, Gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. Amen. I say, Gloria a Dios with you. So they're getting at the point right now where they're continuously even revising the history of the Bible. They're even telling us, they're trying to translate to us what the Bible says. And when you listen to them, they don't know what they're talking about. They didn't study homiletics, hermeneutics, Christology. They didn't study church history. But yet they want to go around and tell you about these, you know, the fifth moon and the seventh moon and this and that and the other. I'm going, dude, stop it right there. You don't know what you're talking about. Revising the Bible. Why? Interesting. It's always being revised so that they can be justified in their sin. Isn't it interesting that they're always revising the scripture to agree with their sin? We're not supposed to revise the scripture so it could agree with our sin. We need to revise our life so we could agree with scripture. Hallelujah. First John 3, 2 says this, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, Sister Judith. She said, that's right, Pastor, preach. I'm preaching, Judith. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So we're like him. But in this world, you know, when, when people see us, what are they seeing? Are they seeing the culture? Or are they seeing Jesus in me? It's not me anymore. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So as God's family, several things. As God's family, we need to recognize we are ambassadors in this earth. We're not from this earth. We're from the kingdom of God, sent by God. Jesus said it. He says, as the Father sends me, I send you. So we're ambassadors. What does an ambassador do? He brings the message from his country, from his leaders. And he goes to a foreign country and he shares and he dialogues and, and they do business on behalf of their country. We're doing business, kingdom business in this earth realm. So in everything we do, always keep it kingdom. Don't get swallowed up and become one of them. Who are them? Whoever it is, don't become one of them. You know who you are. You know who you belong to. We are kingdom priests. A priest represents God to people and people to God. We stand in the gap. We pray. We declare. We teach them the word of God. We disciple them. We let them know the, 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 the will of God. So that's what we're supposed to be doing. Number three, we reflect our elder brother. Who is our elder brother? Jesus. He's not only my Lord and Savior and King, he's my elder brother. Because I belong to family. Because his father is my father. How do I know that? He said so. Number four, we reflect the kingdom values and characteristics. It's not just saying I'm a Christian. It's living it out in the midst of that foreign culture. See, I'm not supposed to be going around and, and killing people and hurting people. That's not my DNA. It's not where I come from. Where I come from, 
My heavenly Father is love. God doesn't have love. God is love. Hallelujah. God is love. So that spirit, that same spirit that he has that's within me, manifests in love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, tenderness, mercy, self-control. That's the spirit that lives in me. And that's what we have to uh, reflect. Wherever you go as an American, if you go to China, they'll know you're an American. Because of the way you talk and your values. Oh no, we don't, we don't live that way here. Like you guys in America. We don't have those values. We have different values. Well, that makes sense. Because every nation has a value system. Every nation has a certain characteristic in its citizens. Well, our citizenry is from heaven. We are made in his image and likeness. So when people see us, what are they, what's supposed to be reflecting from us if we're made in his image and likeness? If we're born again, because that's what Jesus said. When we're in Christ, we're born again. So if I'm born again, whose image do I carry? If you look at a picture of my father, you'll know I'm his son, because I bear his image, his likeness. We could get very deep into that, but just, I'm saying, when you're out there, whose image are you reflecting? Hallelujah. And the sixth point is, we have a good father. Jesus said it, my father is good. He says, actually, he's the only one. <laughs> We're all messed up, but he's good. My father is good. Many of us, when we go to Heavenly Father, we think of our own fathers, that which were imperfect, and so we have a skewed relationship with Almighty God. But you need to settle it today. Your Heavenly Father is good. He's wonderful. He's precious. And then also, number seven, we have an inheritance. He gave us an inheritance, a living inheritance. Things that we can enjoy today. Things that we can enjoy tomorrow. Things that we pass on to our children and grandchildren. Isn't it awesome? If you have like an uncle or somebody like that, that you know, when they pass away, they leave you like $2 million or $10 million or something like that. Or they leave you a house. Even if they leave you like a new car or something like that. It, it, doesn't that make you feel good? Thank God for inheritances. Well, our Heavenly Father gave us the most perfect inheritance. Salvation the name that I can carry, a good name, the greatest message on earth, eternal life, security, peace, joy, all of that is part of our inheritance. And then number eight, we're adopted into his family. So that means I have the same legal rights as any natural born son or daughter. Hallelujah. An adopted son or daughter has the same rights and privileges to that inheritances. We're adopted. We're born again into that family. And number nine, we're co-heirs with Christ. So that means whatever he inherits, we're inheriting too. That's part of it. We're co-heirs. So in the midst of everything you're seeing, in the midst of the morass, in the midst of the issues, the problems, in the midst of all the quicksand, you're just visiting. Don't get swallowed up by that. Don't lose your peace. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your identification. Don't, use, don't, don't lose your reflection. I love mirrors, but I don't like a mirror that's dirty. What am I reflecting? 
am I reflecting a pure image? Or is my image tainted and dirty? They're looking and say, I don't know what I see. Do they see Christ? Mm, my God. And number 10, we're co-laborers. So we're not just here just waiting one day for Jesus to show up and for us to go with him, right? While we're here, we're on assignment. He did his part. He died on that cross. He lived the perfect life for us. He rose again the third day. Right now, he's seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. So what's our job? Our job is, by extension, interceding for the world. When Jesus uh, was dying on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't understand what they're doing. He understood that the eyes of their understanding were darkened. Hallelujah. Pastor Eileen, God bless you. We are born again. We are adopted. Amen. Pastor Eileen, North Carolina. What was number six? Okay, let me give you number six. We have a good father. We have a good father. And number 11, we bear the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, interestingly enough, is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That means we have to be patient. Number six, I'll say it again, we have a good father. We have a good father. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That word long-suffering is very interesting. It means patient, very patient. Are we patient today? I don't know, some of my co-laborers, my friends, uh, are not patient at all. I want it and I want it now. Yeah. A lot of people I know, just not, no patience. I see some people, you know, talking to them, and, and, and half of their brain is exploded. Poof. They're angry and they're upset. All over, exploding all over the place. I'm going, don't get it. Shaking my head. <laughs> God calls us to be at peace. And peace is a decision that instead of giving in to the dark side, you make sure you stay in the light. Then it also says the joy, the, the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Faithful to God, faithful to the work at hand, faithful to your family, faithful to our brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm so grateful to all of you that are here even today. For all of you that are watching right now through the internet, your faithfulness to God, your faithfulness to your church community. Wow. I miss you dearly. Amen, Becky. Amen, Nancy. Amen, Kevin. Praise God. Amen, Lisa. Hallelujah. Love, joy, and peace. Praise God. Eloisa. God bless you, Eloisa. Where are you, Eloisa? What, what did she say? Oh, Lisa Martinez. Is that Eloisa? Oh, okay, Eloisa. Eloisa, God bless you. It's good to see you. Praise God. We've got to pray for you because you're also a first responder. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. Sometimes people tell me, you know, a pastor's so mild. He's so mild. You don't know me very well. Is <laughs> I choose to walk in self-control. I can, listen, I can brawl with the best of them. I can, I can curse like a sailor, a drunken sailor. But I won't do it because my DNA. 
I won't do it because I know that I, whatever I speak, that bears life or death. Hallelujah. So I have to be in self-control. So thank God for the fruit of the Spirit in me that helps me. That even if I have to be upset, I will moderate my words. I will measure my words. You can know when I'm upset. You know why? Because I'm talking very slowly and I'm thinking my words. Go on, I go. I'm thinking because a lot of words are coming through there, but I'm filtering them. So love comes out. Love, love. Pastor Gwen even said, Amen. <laughs> Self control. It's by design, it's a choice. We walk in the fruit of the Spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit. That, that word spirit, I taught it a couple of weeks ago. It's a mindset also, a, a disposition, an attitude. God has given us that mindset, that disposition, that spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Don't lose your sound mind, people. Because let me tell you, once you lose your sound mind, that's it. You're no good. You're no good. You're in the flesh, and whatever's going to happen. If you're a fearful person, you'll be more fearful. If you're an angry person, forget about it. If you lose it, the top of your head will blow off. It's just the way it is. Whatever's inside will magnify. Don't lose your self-control. God has not given you that spirit of fear, but of love, power, power, love, and a sound mind. So we're kingdom citizens. Who do you belong to? That's what you'll reflect. We walk by love and forgiveness. We walk with bowels of mercy because of the spirit that dwells within us. And if we do that, we'll thrive throughout this entire season. And we'll come out of it, and we won't even smell like the smoke. The, the waters won't be able to drown us. The fires will not be able to burn us. The peace of God will take us to the other side. We're going to get to the other side, people. We're going to get to the other side. Hallelujah. So bow your heads with me one moment. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word that helps us to thrive during uncertain times. Because throughout history, Lord God, we've seen so many catastrophes, so many problems, so many terrible things that have happened. And throughout all of that, your people have thrived. The good, the bad, and the ugly, your people have thrived. They've gone through the difficult times, and they've thrived. And Lord Jesus, you were tempted, and you thrived. You went through probably the most difficult moment that any human being could ever experience in this earth life. And yet you thrived. You completed your assignment. Now I pray, Father, that you give us, each and every one of us, all those that are looking uh, through Facebook, through YouTube, through our church website, give them the strength this moment in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be able to thrive during this time. Father, I pray for that faith that has been beat up, that has been wearied. Father, I pray life and strength and joy right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive his joy. Receive his grace. Receive his peace. Right now, Father, I pray for that person that, that was even considering giving up. The Lord says, no. I'm reaching out to you this moment to tell you not to give up. I'm there with you. And right now, the Spirit of God, I believe he's saying to you, he's giving you a fresh infusion of his love, a fresh infusion of strength physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. 
And he's reminding you that he loves you with an everlasting love. He didn't call you to be beat up in this earth realm. He called you to walk in victory. To walk by faith. To walk in love. To walk in grace. To walk in power. Amen. Sue Ortiz. Amen. I, I am in together with you. Hallelujah. Oh, that's, that's Eric's favorite verse. Oh, amen. Praise God. A powerful verse. Powerful verse. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this moment, I also want to talk to that person that might have gotten away from Jesus for some time or never knew Jesus. He wants you to be born again. He wants you to come into the family. You know, I read a story in the beginning of my message about a young lady that desired to be part of a family, but they just kept on sending her back to the foster home until she met God and she met her forever family. But today I'm talking to you because <clears throat> she wanted to become part of the family, but they kept on sending her back. But God wants you to be a part of the family. So if you come in, he won't send you back. He will keep you. So in Christ, when we come to Christ, when we ask him for forgiveness of our sin, and that's important because sin separates you from God because God is holy, holy, holy. But he's also loving. So even though no one can stand in his presence because of sin, he made a way that we can by expunging the sin by the blood of Jesus. So if that's you and you want to come to Christ, I'm going to make a prayer and I, I want you to pray it with me. And for those of you that have left Jesus at one time, but they want to come back right now, this prayer is also for you. So let's make this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come to you this moment. I've heard your word and I thank you for your love and your kindness. I recognize that you are holy, holy, holy. But I also recognize that you are loving and you're graceful. You are love. And because of your love, you sent the Lord Jesus to die on that cross so that my sins would be forgiven. And this moment, I ask your forgiveness. I repent of all my sin. And I ask that you would cleanse me by the blood of the Lamb. Right now, I take Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I trust in him. I pray, Father, that you do that miracle in me, that I might be truly born again today. And I thank you, because you promised that in your word. So I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I will turn away from that old life, and I will serve you. I will live with you. I will walk with you. And I ask that you walk with me every day of my life. And I thank you, because not only do you, do you forgive me, but you save me and you redeem me, and you give me eternal life. So thank you, Father, today. I believe, I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Praise God. If you made that prayer and you did it from your heart, I'd love to know about it because I want to be able to send you material. We want to pray with you. We add you to a prayer list, and we do want to pray with you. We also want to be able to send you material throughout the next couple of weeks. We're getting some materials together. And we'll be uh, definitely getting that over to you. doesn't cost you anything. Just put on the uh, chat room your email. Or if you'd like to call us uh, better, some of you are old school, you prefer to call us, feel free to call us at 718-829-5306. 718-829-5306. And that's our church office. You could call us during the week. Don't call us at 2 in the morning because we will not pick up the phone. 
But if you call us uh, from 9, let's say, to 4, we will pick up and we will pray with you, get your information, and we will send you ongoing material. Amen? Wanted to say something before I finish, and that is that the halls celebrated, I believe, if, it's, if I'm not mistaken, the ninth year anniversary? Is it 11th year? 11th year anniversary? Praise God. God bless you. Congratulations. May you have another 50 years. Praise God. Together. God bless you. Congratulations on your wonderful anniversary. Very special day. Very special days. Praise God. So for those of you that didn't have an opportunity to release your tithe while we had the service today, as we come to an end, please do us a, a, a solid in that sense of helping us to continue the work of the Lord. And not only that, that is our spiritual discipline. If you're part of this church family, release the tithe um, in the church website, calvaryny.org forward slash give. calvaryny.org forward slash give. Howard says, Pastor, thank you for the word and for the update on the contemporary acronyms. Shaking my head. Yeah, it's very interesting. And amazing that I'm getting so caught up with it that I'm actually speaking that language. There is no sub. It says, stay on that one a moment. There is no substitute for faith. It has the same meaning yesterday as it does today and tomorrow forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you. Um, Howard, I appreciate that very much. Ladiva, she prayed the prayer. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ladiva, praise God. We're going to be sending you information. We thank God for you. You know what the Bible says about that? It says, when someone comes to Jesus, there is celebration in heaven. The angels celebrate for every person that comes home to saving faith in Christ. So God bless you. We also are celebrating with you. Praise God. Amen. Kevin, thank you also. Praise God. Well, let's get ready to close the service. Um, if there are no more prayer requests, I didn't see anything else. Pray, uh, yeah, I, I was told, uh, yeah, praise God. So um, let's get ready to close. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, uh, for phase one. But I pray for phase two, Lord God. I want to see at least 25% of the people here together worshiping with us but lord i thank you for our virtual sanctuary where thousands of people get to fellowship together and hear your word and be ministered to and be empowered so that they can also minister throughout the week to all those that you give them the privilege of serving and blessing and ministering to and working with lord and their families we thank you for it we pray lord your blessing upon your people in this day we thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Thank you that we belong to you. And because we belong to you, you have empowered us to be able to thrive during difficult times, during uncertain times. Lord, bless your people as we dismiss from this service. And I thank you, Father, that your angel encamps right about us and guards us and keeps us in all of our ways. So, Father, I dismiss your people now, giving you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in the awesome and majestic name. Our Lord and Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Um, we're going to go back. We're going to go back uh, to the chat room. So um, I'll be there a couple of minutes. So if you have anything else to say, please feel free uh, to um, communicate via chat. God bless you all. We love you. And remember, you are blessed and you are highly favored. So go be that blessing that God has called you to be this week. Praise God. God bless. <laughs>